Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible human being with me. His name is David. And if you're in the art field or or what have you, I think this is going to be the perfect episode for you to listen to because David has a really, really interesting and inspiring story. So David, I'm going to pass you the mic and do a little intro of yourself and then we'll go from there. My name is David Drabin. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. I've been based in New York City since 1994, battling it out. And I started out as a photographer. And I was working as a waiter for many, many years. And I made photographs during the day. I worked as a waiter at night. And working as a waiter was an incredible platform for me to understand how to be of service to other people, which I then translated into commercial photography, which I then translated into the fine art business. And that's where we are today. And I love that. And I think what kind of drew me to you when I got your info was I, I I used to be in love with photography. I wanted to be a photojournalist. I wanted to work for National Geographic. So I, the photography part, right? So what intrigued you about it at first? Like you were like, did you just already fall in love with it or what intrigued you about the, the field? Well, I never thought about the field. The, mm. For me, I was living in Vancouver in the early 90s, and I had an unbelievable desire to do something with my life. I just didn't know what it was, and I tried many different schools. I went to the University of British Columbia. I took liberal arts. I fell asleep in every class. I took cooking classes, and I realized that I don't want to cook for I don't want to cook for four hours to only eat the meal for 30 seconds or, or a minute or two minutes. I went to acting school. I was the worst actor in my class. And then I had a roommate studying photography. And one day he came home with all these photographs. And the souls of the co-workers he photographed were jumping off the page. And I thought at that very moment, this is magic. And I want to create photographs myself. That's where it started. No, I, I love that. And I think that, uh, would you agree that you feel that as a photographer, your vision of life in general is so different? Like you see things from, I guess you could say a different lens. I never thought that I looked at life differently. Mm. I thought this is how I look at life. Mm. Okay. Okay. No, I, and I, I never, and I never introduced myself as a photographer. I never put photographer on my website. For me, I just loved making photographs. And it was a way for me to understand my imagination and have my imagination come to life. I I guess my next question for you would be, 
because I love to get, you know, I love to have some tactical stuff that my listeners can kind of, you know, learn from getting into the field that you're in. Right. And you try, like you were saying, you travel all over the world. Right. So for that person that's listening, that might want to get into the same field as you, what kind of tips would you be able to give them to, to kind of start them in the right path? Well, it all depends on the reason why you want to get into anything. Mm. So for me, it was never about being cool. It was that I had a lot to say and photographs and a camera was, they were just, it was just a tool for me to express myself. Mm -hmm. I never started out in business. I started out having a passion for photography and it all starts with, having a passion for something. And if you can turn your passion into a business, that's a beautiful thing. But I never thought about the business. I thought about the passion, which turned into a business. Now, accidentally, accidentally. When you say, oh, so, so when you say accidentally, cause it, cause you just fell in love with it. Right. And then it became, the business was kind of the second part of it, right. It just formed people were attracted to what you were doing and then you created a business around it. Correct. I was just obsessed with making photographs. So even mm-hmm. when I was working as a waiter and I was speaking to my customers and they would, they would ask me what else I did. And I told them that I was obsessed with making photographs and I started showing my customers in the restaurant my photographs and i would take any job i could i i would do events i ha- i took really really crazy any kind of gig i could even if there was no payment just to for the experience and i never did it for money i did it because of something that i really love to do i never chased money mm. for me it was always a need to express myself and for my voice to be heard through making photographs and expressing my imagination. And I think you pointed out something really important there because a lot of us, I know me coming from, you know, being a New Yorker, we we were attracted to the next thing, the next dollar, the next, like that's how our mentality is. So I think it is important to, to go back to, if you are in love with this thing that you're doing, that's all that matters. The money will, the money will come later. So I, I hope you guys kind of heard that as he, as David was kind of speaking to that. Um, well, put it this put it put it this way. Gosh. When I discovered photography in 1992, it was like a dog with a bone. The, mm-hmm. I've never taken my my teeth off of the bone like a dog. Mm-hmm. Literally for 31 years, being obsessed with making photographs and showing the world the photographs that I made. Ever since I had that one moment, it has been an unbelievable obsession. And I've never done anything else other than create photographs. And then then I started making neon light installations. Then I started making sculptures. Then I started making diamond dust works. Then I started making lenticulars. Then I started doing podcasts. It all starts from a desire to show the world the vision that you have Mm. and what your purpose is in life. And so I feel very lucky and grateful that I was able to find that at somewhat of an early age. And now I kind of want to talk about the whole, cause you, you travel all over the world, right. And you, you, you share your work with everyone around the world. And I think that one thing that I want to ask you is, even though you love what you do, 
are there moments of that 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 you get tired because the traveling factor that, that that's got to be a lot and and it has a toll or, or am I wrong? I don't really think about getting tired because when I'm tired I rest and then <laughs> right. I make sure that I have the right energy mm-hmm. to pursue what I'm pursuing. So it's all about discipline when at times you can lack motivation, but I've never lacked discipline Mm. and discipline will always supersede motivation, which can occasionally wane. You can't always be motivated, but it's important to always be disciplined. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I, has there been a moment, you know, throughout the success that you've had, do you take, you know, do you look at, do you look at yourself in the mirror and you celebrate those small wins because you've become so successful. And if you guys were, we're, I'm going to have him share his, like all his links, his Instagram is like no other. I mean, truly inspiring, but do you have those moments? Do you celebrate those small wins or do you, or do you say, I'm going to the next thing. I have so many goals that I need to reach. I don't, I don't have time to celebrate. What I do is I don't chase anything. I build. Mm. So basically I don't chase butterflies, but I build a garden and then the butterflies will come to the garden that I built. So I'm always in a state of being incredibly grateful, not in a hokey way, but I'm extremely grateful. But at the same time, I like to make progress every single day. So it's a combination of, I'm very grateful and little progress every single day. And if you have that mentality over a sustained period of time, then I don't see how you can't be successful if you have the dedication and the discipline, even when you may not have the motivation. That is the key. Discipline, progress, and being grateful. I have, I have like, I, I have like chills. I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let that breathe because, like, I think that was super, super powerful and really important, actually, to really kind of, you know, digest for that person that you know doesn't see it as you see it. And I think that it's interesting how you kind of said, you know, can you say that again? The whole. Um, well, like this, this is this is what I think. In other words, I think yeah. there are two types of. I think there are two types of way people can make a living. I think you either create value for mm. the world and you pursue something over a sustained period of time with incredible discipline and perseverance, even when motivation can wane. Or there are t- those types of people who want really fast money who will steal and cheat and lie to make a quick buck. And I think the faster things come are the faster things leave. So you either create value for the world over a long period of time, or you cheat and you lie and you steal so you can get really fast money. And there are lots of people who kind of do both, unfortunately, and that's what makes the world go around. My thinking was always to create value for other people and to do this over a very long period of time. I am not chasing anything. Hmm. I'm living in the moment. I'm building, not chasing. And I can really tell that by by your work. 
great. And I want to go back into, you know, even just your Instagram in general, you see that each, you know, each post that you post is strategic. It's meaningful. And what do you mean strategic? What do you mean? Well, maybe that's the wrong word to use. Maybe it's, well, it's inspiring. I'll put it that way. Cause it's not strategic. But what do you mean by strategic? What do you mean by strategic? Mm-hmm. Well, I think maybe that's the wrong word that I'm going to use because I think that well, maybe it's the right word. Maybe it's the right word. By that, I mean that each post to me was like, it, it made sense and it, and it read, it reads really well. Cause I want to get into the whole aspect of creating content. That's my next thing that I want to kind of ask you is because it, okay. because the way you create your content, even with your artistry is spot on. And I want to talk to that person that might be listening that has no idea, you know, how to even throw their art out there to the world. Kind of talk to that person for a little bit. How, how do you even approach that? Like, how did you start building your content? I think it's kind of like getting dressed for the day. Mm. And do you want to go outside in the world and be floppy? Or do you want to be buttoned up and have a particular style because that's what you show the world. So with social media, what do you want to show the world? Mm-hmm. And how do you curate what you wear and how do you curate what you want to show to the world? It's all art. Curation is art. Content is art. How you communicate with people is art. It's all art. That's really that's very true. It's very true. And um I guess as we're kind of rounding out my, my next question for you would be with all of, you know, the success that you've seen and whatever is next for you, what's that ultimate legacy that you want to leave? We do so many podcasts and people always ask about legacy and ultimately it really comes down to providing value for other people Hmm. is the legacy that everyone should strive for is how you make other people feel because that's ultimately how you will always be remembered. It's not about legacy. It's about how you make people feel. Hmm. Even in this conversation right now, Mm -hmm. when we hang up, when we hang up, it's all about how you made me feel and how I made you feel. And we're just walking feelings. So everyone's legacy comes down to how you make other people feel and how others make you feel. I love how you stated that because I ask that question often as you, as you shared on other podcasts, they've asked you too. And they've all said so many different things, but what do they say? I'd love to hear. Well, they say, you know, I want to, you know, make sure that, well, if they had kids, they want to make sure they have, you know, you know, they, they, you know, my kids have the wealth that they need, the money that they need, or, you know, I want to inspire people or they were, they're just so many different ones, but for you, for what you just shared, that's the ultimate thing is the feeling, how you make the people feel, period. Because like that's that's the most important part. Like no one has ever said that. So I I like that in itself is powerful. 
because that's why we're here. And like, and I don't want to, I, I don't have any right to get on my soapbox right now, but this is the, this is why I do this, right? Having conversations with extraordinary people like yourself and amplify them because I feel like that's my legacy. Like I want to amplify other people so that people can, you know, other people can hear your story. So what you, what you said is super powerful, David, like that. <laughs> I, I love that. I really, really do. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always so flabbergasted when I listen to music from artists, musicians who are no longer alive and they can mm-hmm. still give you goosebumps mm-hmm. from the grave. Mm-hmm. And ultimately no one's ever going to remember you by how much money you made, but they're always going to remember you by how you made them feel. I'm not thinking about how much money George Michael has in his estate, but when I'm walking down the street and I listen to some of my favorite George Michael songs, I think, how can this guy still make me feel so deeply when he's been dead for eight, seven, eight years? That's incredible to me. That's what real legacy is. Mm-hmm. How you make people feel. And that's why I love original, unique, one-of-a-kind artists because they never die. They never die. A hundred percent. The art never dies. The art never dies. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't agree more with you. I and you can't take a Brinks track to your wedding, right? You can't take this. Yeah, I've, never seen, I've never seen it. I've never seen a Brinks truck. Uh, sorry, sorry. You can't take a, a you can know you can take a Brinks truck to your wedding, but you can't take a Brinks truck to your funeral. I've never seen a Brinks truck at a funeral ever. And I think sometimes people think about Brinks trucks at weddings, but never at a funeral. Have I ever seen a Brinks truck? Nope. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I never get speechless, but I'm speechless with everything that you're sharing. And I, and I think that's another thing. I don't know how you feel, but I think that's another thing for being in the art field. I think, I don't know. We, we, we do we we have a different way of even like 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 speaking out to the world. I don't know how to phrase it, but I think that it's, but, you, it's, but, but you know what? You know what? I'm not in the art field. I'm in that how I can make people feel exactly, amazing field. Exactly. Yeah. What do I do? I make people feel amazing through art. I'm not yeah. in the art business. Right. I'm not in the I'm not a fine artist. I'm not a photographer. Correct. I'm in that I want to make you feel great business. That's the business that I'm in. Yep. I want to make you feel great is my business. Totally. A hundred percent. And I know that. So I know that my listeners are going to want to reach out to you, want to connect with you, like, and they, whatever. You, so whatever you have going on, share, share your links. I'm going to put it in the show notes, but share anything they have coming up because I'll put that in there too. I, I, but I just know that my listeners are going to want to connect with you. Well, thank you so much for the time and thank you for listening. My Instagram is at David Drebin, D-R-E-B-I-N. And my website's daviddrebin.com. And my Twitter is David Drebin. And my TikTok is daviddrebin.com. So I love to post content. And I think that the key to social media and content is to either educate or entertain. And if you're not going to educate and you're not going to entertain, then I don't think people look so good on social media when they're bragging or when they're not entertaining 
or when they're not educating. So for me, social media is about, once again, entertaining and educating. And I feel like that that's so true. And I want my listeners to understand that it's, it is true. Like if you're not going to put out content that's relatable, that's out there to, for, with, to share the value that you have that will either make you laugh or educate you or what have you, it's not going to, it's not going to register and it's not going to go far. You know, so I couldn't agree more with that, David, for sure. Yeah. When I meet people, I always think to myself, can you make me think or can you make me laugh? Because if you can't make me think and you can't make me laugh and you can't make me laugh and you can't make me think, then I'm not really interested in spending time with you because I don't really feel anything. And there's nothing worse than to feel indifferent about another human being right in front of you. I want to feel something. Yep. I, I have to, I totally agree with you a hundred percent. And guys, if you love this episode, please tag the two of us on social media and we'll, <clears throat> excuse me, and we'll show you back some love. But David, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and my listeners. It, it, it was an honor to just sit down with you and talk. Thank you so much for your time. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm, that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.